you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. LAS Studios. Yours is wrapped with a lotus leaf and mine's wrapped with bamboo. Oh, what a different. This is sweeter. It tastes more like a tamal. Yeah. From LAS Studios, this is How to LA. And this is Cheap Fast Eats Chinatown. People are selling stuff on the street. Rambutan, mangoes, a little garlic. Chinatown has been part of LA since the late 1800s. Back before we were all addicted to cars and driving, that was all pretty common. People selling stuff out on the street, more people just on the street in general. And I do have to say, there's so much happening here. Night spots, like bars, speakeasies and clubs. I used to come here for date nights. Don't tell anyone else. There's also like the cultural heritage here, right? Absolutely. Chinatown has always been about community and great food. You were like so right about the bolillo. The perfect soft and hard at the same time. You think of like shawarma or something like that, ground and then mixed with spices and shaved down like an al pastor. It's one of those places that really taps into the drumbeat of LA's history. It's past, present, and future. Simpler dishes that are almost too simple, but they're fucking bomb. Then from chicken bun, they barbecue pork bun. Okay. Let me do my hagao. Okay, let me do three hargao. Immigrant communities come together with new businesses and create the future of Los Angeles. Some people will criticize you and be like, I can make it at home. It's like, well, then you should make it at home. My family in here, same, same, 15 years. And I feel like that's what makes this part of town so interesting. You know, we have the older and the newer stuff, and we can partake in all of that. And now, Metro, you can come from Boyle Heights, Pasadena, Long Beach, Santa Monica, and anybody can come here and enjoy themselves. Oh my God, this is so good. Okay, should we move on to the dessert course now? I'm Brian De Los Santos. And I'm Gab Chabran. And today, we're eating our way through Chinatown's past, present, and future. Brian De Los Santos, <laughs> as long as I've known you, every place that I take you, you usually ask for two things. One being a coffee, the other being a torta. <laughs> <laughs> Today here at Angry Eager at Dinette, I'm going to make sure you get both of those things. Wow, I feel like there was like this shade. It's like, all right, I'm going to cut the complaining out. Brian's going to get fed and his coffee like a baby. Like, you're being a dad right now and be like, okay, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Brian, you're going to have this. You're going to be happy the rest of the episode. You're going to be on board for everything. And I think we'll see how it goes. On Cheap Fast Eats, there's something for everybody. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, Gab, why don't we start off with the history? Because as we know, Chinatown, like many other parts of LA, has seen a lot of change. That's right, Brian. Some people may not know this, but this is actually LA's second Chinatown. The original Chinatown was down by Union Station. And so when that was built, they leveled the area. And in the 1930s, they built new Chinatown, which is what we know today. When that construction began, they still brought their culture, 
their food, and their community. We've got a lot more about that history on LAist.com slash HowToLA. Nowadays, you can see a new farmer's market popping up at the LA State Historic Park, which is right here in Chinatown. You've seen the changes with the metro station, you know, more foot traffic, different type of foot traffic, trendy coffee shops that, you know, this host may go to once in a while. And just overall, you know, the new apartment buildings, there's so much new and historic stuff here that there's like almost a balance of things, you know? Yeah, it's a combination of old and new. And for chefs who are kind of just getting started, this is a great place for them to come up with new and exciting dishes that you can't find anywhere else. Uh, we're ready to order if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Okay. Uh, I'm basically going to just do a uh, basic ass egg sando and the McTorta. Sure, absolutely. So we're here at Angry Egret Dinette, uh, Chef Wes Avila's place. Would you like me to leave the menu? Yeah, go ahead and leave them. I got you. Thanks, man. Hi, my name is Chef Wes Avila. We're over here at Angry Eager Dinette at Mandarin Plaza in Chinatown in Los Angeles. Uh, so, Chef Wes, tell me how you came up with the idea for this place. This place came out of the need to open something during the pandemic. I had left Gorilla Tacos and was getting bored out of my mind and said, if I find a location that has a patio that's relatively inexpensive, I'm going to jump on it. That next day, Yikai from Cognoscenti Coffee called me up and was like, hey, Chef. I'm partners in this place, and we're looking for somebody to take it over. Are you interested? We walked to the fence, and I was like, fuck yes, let's do it. <laughs> so for those who haven't been here, how would you describe the menu? Uh, I'd describe it as laid back, um, Angelino cuisine, simpler dishes that are almost too simple, but they're fucking bomb. All right, I'm cutting a small slice of this one because I learned. Oh, yeah. We're going to get full later. Yeah. Okay. Drizzling the tiny mocajete. Tell me, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking. Now I know you brought me here first. Yeah. You were like so right about the bolillo. It is like the perfect soft and hard at the same time. We've talked about pan before and this is like the, it's perfect. Everything on these tortas is like perfectly cooked. It's like everything complements each other how perfect the egg is cooked too. Mm. Like it's just like the perfect texture, softness. The yolk kind of envelops the meat, the cheese and the bread, you know? These are all ingredients that you could probably find anywhere, but you know, the people at Angry Egret seem to take it to a whole nother site that you didn't realize was possible. I've used this space to launch and test recipes for my other concepts like Katine, or Pio Pico in Japan, Taste Made Me Tacos in New York. When I think about my style, it's not necessarily like traditional Mexican or even fusion or like I'm not trying to put, I have to put these two things together. It's more like, yeah, I tasted this really great ingredient and I want to incorporate it into my dishes and how do I do that? Los Angeles is probably the greatest melting pot in the world from Chinese to Japanese to regional Chinese to Middle Eastern to Indian to South American, you get Central American and multiple Central Americans, Mexico, different regions of Mexico. I, I think the food here is king. That's why you see chefs moving out to LA and opening up restaurants here, even if their home base is somewhere else in the world. We have the best produce, we have the best weather, we have the best baseball team. It's not a fusion of things. It's, it, it truly is a melting pot of technique, ingredients, and style. 
So the McTorta uh, has gyro meat, and I know you live in Glendale, and I was wondering if you were influenced by some of those uh, Middle Eastern type of cuisine that you, uh, that you try out there. Absolutely. I did that on purpose because one of my favorite breakfast sandwiches of all time is going to be the Egg McMuffin. So that's why we call it the McTorta. So you think of like the meat like in a shawarma or something like that? So it's ground and then mixed with spices and then like shaved down like an al pastor or something like that? Mmm. It's going to be my spot, dude. I'm going to steal it from your list. I'm going to say that I discovered it and it's a cheap fast eat. That's okay. You can do that. <laughs> okay, Brian. I hope you saved a little room in that tummy of yours. Maybe after the break. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Mix Mix, The Filipino Adventures of a German-Jewish Boy by Boney B. Alvarez. Inspired by true events from the life of Ralph Price, after escaping Nazi Germany, a newfound tropical refuge in the Philippines is upended when Japan invades the islands. On stage through June 16th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. And we're back with Gob Shabran. So, Gob, where are we? Long's Family Bakery. They specialize both in dim sum and pastries. How'd you find this place? You know, I'm a big fan of dim sum, and what I like about Chinatown is there are regular sit-down dim sum spots, but there's also a lot of really good to-go dim sum spots. Maybe you don't have time to sit down, you know, with the tea and the Lazy Susan, which, you know, I, honestly, I love doing, but this is cheap, fast eats. You know, we're on the go. We're trying different things and what have you. And what's more on the go than enjoying a nice bun or dumpling as you head over to the park? I want to show you something. Look at that. Right over here in the corner. Look what that is called. Chinese tamale. Yeah. Hi. What do you want? Okay. Uh, one. Ch- yeah. Okay. And then one of the uh, the sweet rice chicken as well. Uh, two custard tart. Baked barbecue bun. Two sesame balls. The chicken bun and um, two shumai, two hargao. Make three hargao. Okay. Twenty-six. Twenty-seven. Did I get received too? Oh, yeah. Uh, so here we have a uh, pineapple bun, barbecue pork bun, two egg tarts, two sesame balls. These are all kind of like in your sweeter category. Then your um, shumai right here, uh, hargao, chicken bun. This is the Chinese tamale, the uh, zingo gluttonous rice wrapped in a bamboo leaf and then we also have steamed chicken rice wrapped in a lotus leaf so why don't you we go through textures first and then we end up in the sweet so we could try the same thing at the same time okay 
All right, so um, maybe we start with their uh, house special, the chicken bun, okay? This is kind of a meal in itself. Pork, chicken, various vegetables. I think there's some hard-boiled egg in there too, so it's a little smorgasbord of everything, so let's go ahead and give that a shot. I'm gonna give you that piece right there, is that okay? This bun just reminds me of like a, a yummy chicken noodle soup yeah. without the noodles. It has a cabbage, the chicken. I know you had some pork in yours. You yeah. had some egg in yours. My side of the bun is just, it's a nice like home feeling meal. Yeah. I like it. It is, it is. Let's move over to the tamale side now. Yours is wrapped with a lotus leaf and mine's wrapped with bamboo. So there's like these aromatic properties that kind of like go into the rice. Oh. Oh, what a different, yeah, this is sweeter. Mm -hmm. Yours is, um, it tastes more like a tamal. Yeah. More sort of herbaceous, you know? Yeah. Okay, should we move on to the dessert course now? Let's start out with the barbecue pork bun. Sure. Okay. And I'm gonna have an even smaller piece of that. Cause we're, yeah, yeah. by the way, y'all, we already had like five things from this bakery. Thoughts on this one? I'm confused if it's like a barbecue, sandwich or if it's a dessert because the, the sugar is there the bread is really sweet and yummy and then you have the barbecue inside and i'm like what is it supposed to be i'm a little confused maybe it's both you know growing up in the united states we have these sort of you know set flavor profiles and they kind of have to fall under one category or the other but as we kind of you know get out there and experiment a little bit we notice there's just sort of more fluidity in uh, flavors and textures and i think uh I think our little dim sum meal here today is a perfect example of that, so. Uh, pineapple bun next? Yes. I was eyeing that. I, I think I might need some. Ooh, and it's warm. Oh it's my like God. A it's, like, it's like a concha, look at this. Gotta be ready for this. It's softer than a concha though. This is yummy, this is really yummy. Okay, Brian, finishing up our dim sum. Now it's time for some banh mi. They, they have Vietnamese iced coffee, right? Because I'm at that point again. Mm, they'll have some nice tea for you. It's basically a grocery store, so. Oh. They do have Vietnamese coffee. That a liar. So we're at uh, banh mi Mai Dung. It's a Vietnamese sandwich shop here on the corner of Board and North Broadway in Chinatown. The first thing that you realize about this place is it's not actually like a restaurant per se, and it's not even really a counter. It's essentially a grocery store. There's various bits of produce. Some rambutan, cherries, mangoes, dragon fruit, a little garlic, a little something for everybody. So let's check it out. I hope they have a bodega cat or something. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and order two sandwiches. The number one special sandwich. And number three. And number the three. second popular. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, jalapeno, everything? Yes, everything. Yeah. That's it. That's Vietnamese it. coffee. Do you want a Vietnamese coffee? I do. Okay. Two sandwich and one Vietnamese yeah. coffee. Okay. Yeah. That's it? That's it. Two okay. minutes. One, okay. three minutes. Okay. Thank you. My name is Ching. My family is the third owner. In here, same, same. 15 years. The longest. Yes.
In Hot LA, we did an episode a while back where we talk about the need for fresh produce for the residents around here, right? There isn't a grocery store, like you say. And so what organizers have tried to do is create this farmer's market at the LA State Historic Park once a week. And that is a way to infuse fresh groceries for folks. But there's still a long way to go. Yeah, I I think seeing local businesses being converted to de facto grocery stores essentially shows how, despite all the ongoing changes, food is a way to survive, you know? Okay, here. Number three. Number three, number one. Uh, this is a really simple bami. I don't think I've ever had a bami this simple. Yeah, no, you're not getting like truffle mayonnaise or anything like that in there, right. you know? Okay, let's break this baby up. Okay. All right. You good? I'm ready. All right, let's try this. Mmm. Homeboy, homegirl, whoever prepared those in the back. Yeah. Added the right amount of mayo. The veggies, the carrots, the cilantro, the cucumber. Is there onion in here? No, it's, it's pickled it's daikon. daikon. Oh. Radish. There's also pate in it, too. Interesting. I feel like there's so many bami sandwiches that's been like artisan and hipster and cute and like cafe-like. And this is just mom and pop shop that's been around for three owners. That's like yeah. so cool. Yeah, 30 plus years. They've been serving banh mi in the back of a grocery store, you know? I mean, I guess we'd call it a grocery store, right? That's yeah, a corner know? store. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A corner store that sells bomb sandwiches. Bomb banh mi. Bon bon mi. <laughs> that are actually very much like tortas. We started our day with tortas, sort of. Yeah. We're ending our day with tortas, sort of. We sandwiched two sandwiches in between a sandwich episode. She fast eats Chinatown sandwiches. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, that's all the time we have for you today. Thanks for joining us today on this edition of Cheap Fast Eats Chinatown. And thanks to all the restaurants, Long's Family Pastry, My Dung, and Angry Egret Dinette. And if you want to check out more Cheap Fast Eats, check out my coverage on LAS.com, where I also feature Amboy and Padrilla. And as always, we'll have them in the show notes, so check them out. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby. Our other producers are Monica Bushman, Manga Botel, and Victoria Alejandro. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. See you next time. Now, this is totally different in an aside, but we need some help from you. We want to know how this podcast or our newsletter has helped you connect with LA. Maybe we pointed you to a new hike or restaurant. Maybe we helped you understand city politics a little bit more or the history of one of LA's many dynamic neighborhoods. Let us know the way How to LA has affected your life. We got a link to a survey in our show notes or send us a voice memo to howtola at scpr.org. We appreciate the help and thank you so much. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com sweeps.